0: Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is a message brought to our church by one of the men of Moses Lake. We hope that the sermon will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. If you're in Luke chapter uh, 17, a pastor preached a great message this morning on this passage, and as he was preaching, I leaned over to my wife, I said he's preaching my message for tonight. And uh, God often does that, but sometimes uh, God has the same message preached time and time again because it's what we need. As, as soon as Pastor asked me to uh, uh, speak tonight, I knew exactly what I wanted to, what God wanted me to speak on, and that was uh, Luke 17. So we're going to just stand, and we'll just read through these. Well, no, I'll let you be seated. All right, and uh, we'll just look at these verses beginning in Luke 17, verse 11. I'll make a few comments because Pastor uh, laid a good foundation this morning. And I'm just going to key on on one thing, basically, as we get toward the end of the message. And uh, every time I preach, I preach to affect lives. I hope that something I say along the way, that as as we're going down the freeway of this message, I'll cross your your lane and something in the message will help uh, you and myself Uh, to make some changes or to uh, affect our life in some way. And maybe even tonight or tomorrow morning, uh, what's said tonight will help us through the next week. Um, As parents, how many of you here are parents? All right, as parents, one of the things we always enjoy is for our children to learn to say thank you. And as they learn to say thank you, you know, when they do that, it, it blesses our heart. And oftentimes we want to bless them because uh, they said thank you. They're showing appreciation and gratitude, and it causes us to want to do something maybe a little special for them. And uh, I think that's what uh, I'll key on here in a, in a moment. We like them to say thank you, and just not, not just when they get a gift or a present, but just to have that attitude of gratitude that has been preached about. Well, we're God's children, and God, our Father, likes to hear us say thank you. And James chapter one and verse seventeen says, "Every good gift, every good gift, and every perfect gift, is from above, from the and it cometh down from the Father of lights." It tells us that God is a great giver, with whom is no variableness or shadow of turning. And so, God is always giving, and all the gifts that we have, every blessing we have, comes from Him, from above. In uh, First Thessalonians 5.18, one of my favorite verses, in everything, give thanks. We come to a point in our lives, sometimes we go through some hardships, as I have recently with the cancer, eight years of it, and uh, different ups and downs, and this uh, last treatment was basically our last hope for a, a cure of some sort. It looks like it's working, and praise God for that. But the Bible says that everything give thanks. I had to come to a point a number of years ago where I told God, thank you for the cancer. Uh, I don't know why God uh, allowed that to happen, but it rains on the just and the unjust. We all go through deep valleys, and, and I had to come to the point, and I said, thank you, God, for the cancer. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why I'm going through this, but I thank you for it because it's in your will. And we have to realize that everything we have is a blessing from God. And even the trials we go through, God will use those either in our lives or the lives of others to uh, accomplish his will. Luke 17, verse 11. It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, this is his last trip to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. pastor hit on it this morning about Samaria. This is where the half-breeds were. Uh, The Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. And yet here he is going through Samaria again. And it reminds us that God is no respecter of persons. Red, yellow, brown, black, white, they're precious in his sight. Uh, We look at ourselves, we know, and we gave uh, testimonies of God's blessing and his love and working in our lives. But you know, uh, those uh, Muslims that flew the airplanes into the buildings in New York City, God loved them just like he loves you and me. Jesus died for their soul, just like he died for your soul and my soul. And uh, he is a god of love, and he's no respecter person. As he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And he lifted up their voices and said, "Jesus, master, have mercy on us." And uh, we heard about that this morning and how they, they, they cried out, "Have mercy!" on us. They had this blood disease. And and he talked about this morning how the fingers would fall off and and there'd be open sores and so forth, a terrible disease because of the blood. And he compared it to uh, it's a type of our sin. Sin is, uh, say, ever since Adam, we, we're born in sin. We have that sin. It has to get cured. And Jesus is a cure for that. And uh, they lifted up their voices. Now, one of the things that uh, pastor didn't mention is uh, in leprosy, one of the things that's, that's affected is the throat. And uh, it begins to close up, the tongue sometimes rots out, and a person isn't able to talk very loud or, or uh, anything. But we notice here, they cried out, they give it their best, they cried out to the Savior. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves in the priest. And it came to pass, again brought out this morning, as they went, that step of faith, when God speaks to your heart, it's always, uh, it's always good to answer, and take that step of faith that He's talking to your heart about. And as they went, as they took that, that step of faith toward the priest, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice <laughs> there's that cleansing, his voice now had come back with a loud voice. Uh, he, he praised God with a loud voice. Um, uh, the Bible says, uh, he turned back with a loud voice, glorified God, and he fell down on his face at his feet. So he came back to Christ, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Again, showing us uh, God uh, was reaching all. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? I won't go into it because it's gone into a little bit this morning, but as, uh, as people get saved, it's amazing how, how few really turn their life over to the Lord. How few, you think uh, all around, uh, all around uh, the nation, around the world, there are a lot of people who are saved. They're born again, but uh, they don't come to church. They don't read their Bibles. They don't witness to others. But I believe they're truly saved, you know, and uh, yet they, they don't really uh, commit themselves to serving the Lord 100%. Even in church, it's like that in a sense. It's usually about 10, 15% of the people in church really are active in, in doing the work of the Lord, going out door knocking, and doing the different things that God tells us to do. And we see that percentage just kind of that way. Uh, and where are the nine? But there were not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger, again, this Samaritan. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Now that's what I want to, Keon, and Pastor mentioned it this morning. Uh, he wasn't just cleansed, but he was made whole. He got kind of a, a second blessing. He got some, uh, because of him having that attitude of gratitude and coming to the Lord, uh, the Lord said, I'm going to do something special for you. Thank you for your, your thanks to me, and I'm going to give a little blessing to you. And, and not only was the leprosy cleansed like it was the other nine, But in that individual, the Samaritan, his fingers were restored. I believe his whole body was restored and he was just fresh and new and just like he had never even had the leprosy. Now we see that that blessing here. Uh, If we turn back a page, we see uh, in chapter 15, maybe two pages back, you don't have to take time, but we see the... uh, Story of the lost coin and the lost sheep and the lost son called the prodigal son. How many of you remember that story? Prodigal son. Okay, the prodigal son had taken his inheritance early, ran away. He wasted everything on riotous living, the Bible says, found himself in a position where he said, man, what am I doing here? I'm in here with these pigs, With the, I want to eat what they have, I would have it better at home. And he turned around and he went home. The Bible says that his father saw him afar off. The father was watching for him. He could tell the way he walked. He said, there's my son. And he ran to meet him. And he was joyful to have his prodigal son come back. And he, he killed the fatted calf, put a robe on his back, gave him a ring on his finger. All of that because his prodigal son, who had gone away from him, had come back. But there was an elder son who had stayed at home. He was there the whole time. And uh, he knew his younger son had run away and was wasting his life. But he stayed there with the Father. He was there physically. But he wasn't there with his heart, was he? Because when he came in and saw that the Father was rejoicing with the Son, he'd come back, he got mad. He wouldn't even come into the celebration. He said, I've been here all this time with you and you've not done anything special for me. He said, and now this runaway has come back and you've done all this for him. And the eldest son who had stayed home was a son without gratitude. Think about this. There's a lot of people who come to church, and uh, they come and they sit, maybe Sunday morning, maybe Sunday night, maybe on Thursday night, say they're there, but are we here with our heart? Are we here with our heart? Do we have an attitude of gratitude that affects us uh, with uh, uh, serving the Lord? Not just like that elder brother. The elder brother was discontent. His mind was on the things that he didn't have rather than on the things that he had. He had everything. He was there with the father. He had everything he wanted, and yet he was envious. He was jealous. He was always looking at maybe what the younger boy was into, and all of his, uh, uh, all of his concentration Which I need more help with if you want to pray for me. Pray for my mind that it'll come back some. But all of his concentration was about what's out there. And uh, here he was. Every day he had blessings. He had the blessings of his father, his home, everything. And yet he took all of that for granted. Are we like that? Do we take all of God's blessings for granted? There's so many blessings that God gives us and yet sometimes we're always looking out at what's going on out there and we forget all the blessings that he's already given us. Children of Israel, that's another example. Back in the Old Testament, they left Egypt bondage and they got out there in the wilderness and what did they do? They started murmuring and complaining. We had so good back there in Egypt. They didn't have a good back there in Egypt. They were being whipped and and uh, taken advantage of, and they were slaves there. But they begin to look back, just like uh, many times Christians look back into the world and consider turning back into the world. Songwriter said, will I go back into the world? Oh no, not I, not I. And yet many Christians do that. Unappreciative. They were unappreciative of God's blessings. They had been freed from bondage and slavery. They had divine provision. God was taking care of them in that desert. All through the wanderings in the wilderness, God took care of them. He met their every need, but they weren't looking at that. They were looking at what they were missing out on. Are we like that? Sometimes we don't see what God's doing in our lives. We're looking somewhere else and not up. Samson was another character in the Bible. Pastor taught on him a while back. He took uh, his uh, supernatural strength, he took it for granted. Oh, he knew that God had given it to him, and yet he misused it, didn't he? He misused it. He abused it. Are we like that? Do we misuse and abuse some of the gifts that God gives us? How about our time? Do we misuse our time? Our money. We use it on things of the world and not laying it up in heaven. The How uh, about our health? Do we take our health for granted often? We just... Don't even think about it until something unhealthy comes upon us. Samson assumed that it would always be there, that strength would always be there. But one night, Delilah cut off his hair and he woke up the next day thinking, I'll arise just like I did before, I'll break the bands asunder, and I'm going to take on some of these Philistines again. But he couldn't do it because he had lost what he had taken for granted. Sometimes we're like that, aren't we? Tomorrow morning, when you wake up, will you take everything for granted that God's given you? Tomorrow morning, will you take it for granted that you woke up? Every breath, every heartbeat is a gift from God. When you rise up, will you take it for granted that, oh, we live? it's warm here. I'm comfortable in this bed. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are homeless. They don't have a bed or a mattress to sleep on. They don't wake up with a roof over their head. We take it for granted. The blessings that God has bestowed upon us. Your feet hit the floor. You take it for granted that you even have feet. There's a roof over your head. You get up and you go into the restroom and there's indoor plumbing. How many many of you grew up for a while with outdoor plumbing? (laughs) What in plumbing was it? How many of you used, used an outhouse before and liked it? Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, we've we've been there and uh, we need to be thankful for the indoor plumbing and the hot water in the shower. We even have a shower and that we, coffee pot, how many of you drink coffee? Coffee. Some don't and maybe smart. Microwave, refrigerator, electricity. Those things are things we take for granted. Really, we need to be telling God, thank you for those little things. We think, well, they'll always be here. Maybe they won't one day. We don't know. Let's not take those things for granted. Let's learn that everything we have is a blessing from God, every little thing. And I believe we need to show gratitude, and we need to be thankful for those things. And I've started in my own life, when I get up in the morning, I say, thank you, God, for another day. When I put my feet on the floor, I have neuropathy and I have gout and some other things that are problems with my legs and my feet. And, uh, and when I put my feet on the floor, I say, thank you, God, for feet, even though they hurt and they're in pain. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And when I, when I begin to go about my day, I begin doing this, begin telling God, thank you, Lord, for hot water. Thank you, Lord, for a warm house. Uh, and thank the Lord for those things. Do we take it for granted? Do we assume that it will always be there, our health, our spouse, our children, our grandchildren? Do we say thank you for those things? You know, because as easily as we've we've been given those things, they can be taken away from us. We need to learn to say thank you always to God. God, the Bible says, God inhabits praise. It says in the word of God that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. David was one of the greatest thankers, and we look into Psalms and see all the times that he told God thanks, and he was a man after God's own heart. Another person in the Bible who was always saying thanks to God was his son, Jesus Christ, who was always giving thanks every time he prayed and talked with God. I'm learning to, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'm learning to give thanks for everything, and we're going to ask you to consider joining me in that. As God brings it to your mind, tell God thank you. Thank you for the car starting today. Thank you for my kids having a school to go to. Whatever it is, thank you. Begin telling God thank you. Make an effort. Ask God to open your eyes to the blessings, sometimes little things, and to open your eyes so that you can tell him thank you because God, our Father, inhabits that praise. He's looking for his children to be thankful unto him. Reminded of the the buzzard, the bat, and the bumblebee. Wrote this illustration down in my Bible years ago, buzzard, bat, and bumblebee. And then a few years after that, I had no idea what it meant. (laughs) What in the world's that? I thought, it's a good illustration, but I have no idea what it means. then a while back, it came to me, the buzzard The bat and the bumblebee. They're always looking down. They're always looking down. A buzzard as it flies is always looking for something dead down there. The uh, bat, same way. They hang up. They have to take off from up high or have a little ledge to jump off because they can't take off on the ground. But what are they doing? They're always looking down. And the bumblebee is the same way, always looking for the flower and stuff. And I've been told that if you had a pin and you put a buzzard in it, or a, a jar and you put a bumblebee in it, that they will stay in that pin or that, that jar because they never look up. They never fly up. And you can leave the lid off and they just fly around in there till they die because they don't look up. How are we sometimes like that? We're always looking around at what we don't have or what we need and, and that type of thing. And we forget to look up and say, thank you to God for what he's done for us. A little bit, we're going to have pie. Sure, thanks. Have one amen. You and I, we'll go first in line, all right? (laughs) Except I see these ushers sitting in the back so they can be first. But anyway, when you go in to get that pie, you're just going to be talking to somebody and walk up and grab a piece of pie and go sit down and continue talking. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at that pie and I'm going to pick out that piece I like. I'm going to look up at the lady that's serving and say, boy, did you make that? She'll say, yeah. I'll say, thank you. Boy, that's a good-looking piece of pie. I'm going to take this piece of pie right here. Is that all right? Oh, yeah, you can have it. Man, boy, that smells that good. That is great-smelling apple pie. Oh, It's a little bit warm still. Oh, I like that. And she'll say, would you like some ice cream on it? I'll say, oh, yeah, I'll take some ice cream. i love some ice cream on that. And she'll put some ice cream on that. And she'll. I'll say, man, I love ice cream. It's one of my favorite things, ice cream on pie. She said, would you like some whipped cream? Oh, yeah, half a can, please. Just <laughs> fill it up. I like that whipped cream. Man, that is great. Thank you so much. Boy, you're an excellent pie maker and an excellent waitress. Thank you for that whipped cream. And she'll say, oh, would you like some caramel on there, some hot drizzled caramel on there? <laughs> oh, yeah, give me some of that. That's kind of great. And all that because you say, thank you. I think God's like that. When he sees people that appreciate his blessing, when he sees people uh, looking over the, the, the heaven at us, and when he sees Christians who are saying, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, I think he says, well, let me give you a little extra. Let me give you a little bit extra. And by the way, God is no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of persons, but I think he does look down and see people who are grateful and thankful and who praise him, and he says, all right, that's what I like. I like that praise and that thanks. And he gets, begins pouring on a little extra. The Bible says, whosoever will, whosoever will may come. And I believe whosoever will may say, thank you, praise the Lord. God, thank you for my many blessings. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And if we'll pray and ask God to open our eyes to the blessings he's given us, he'll begin to pour out more and more blessings because he's a great giver. He loves to give good gifts to his children, and he wants to give those things to you and I. and I. I challenge you, even tomorrow morning when you wake up, look around and see some things that maybe you haven't told the Lord thank you for for a while and begin giving praise. Thanking him. I thank God for this church. I had to ask God to help me not get up here and blubber and just cry because uh, God just touches my heart when I'm here. We need to give thanks for our pastor and his wife and family and realize they're real people and Satan has a target on them and wants to hurt. Giving God thanks for our church and our dad, he's going to destroy many others. And so we need to be praying for them, giving God thanks for our church and our pastor and our teachers and our men and our nursery workers. And and then at home, just everything that we see, God, thank you. Be a grateful Thanksgiving people all year round. I think it'll make a difference in our lives and those around us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope that this sermon was an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. If you have any questions about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.